Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 23 of FTF Podcast, of course, officially, unofficially called Fuck the Future. I'm here with Ed Zitron, as always, and today we have our first guest, Murder Brian from Twitter, a.k.a. Brian from Street Fight Radio. What's up, Brian? Hey, how are you? <laughs> that I always say I'm okay. I'm always a very hey. That's how I open my <laughs> <Hey>. own show. <laughs> it's my own show. Yeah, but it's uh the and Brian is a anar- anarchist. I am. I'm an anarchist. I mean an anar- a socialist. So you know you- is that how I say that word, Drew? <laughs> a, so- I- a socialist? Now someone's phone fo- socialist? You you really sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah. we'll work it out later. <laughs> All right. I, I don't really, I don't really do research for this podcast. I find it offensive. You had it basically right. I think I always just say anarchist because that's the yeah, easiest thing. It, okay, but lay it down for me. What is actually the difference? Because I'm extremely fucking dumb. Well, and I do not know. I mean, there, the difference, like, I guess it like describes two different things. An anarchist to me is like just the principle of like. I sound like such a geek when I say this, but like uh, taking hierarchies and just leveling them out as much as possible. And that's the way I think of anarchism. But the way that I think to get there is probably some kind of like socialism or, or communism sort of thing. Right. And that, so it's destroying authority. Yes, effectively. it is. I grew up like really, I, I just authority. I hated adults so much growing up and right. like I, I have a daughter now a 14 year old and i'm like how do you like not hate me i wish you hated me like i hated every single adult i hated parents i hated teachers i never trusted one i never met a cool one and you know obviously until i was an adult so i think anarchism is just me being a, a fucking 40 year old baby <laughs> I like I like that as an idea. I'm not sure that's like totally it though. I I think, you know, I I'm totally on board with hating authority. Uh ex- unless I'm in charge of kids, in which case I'm like, "Listen, you little shits." <laughs> I had to uh They're uh, not even your kids. No, <laughs> no. Someone else's uh, just walk over. Yeah, no, who Listen, you little fuckers. No, who are you? No, I don't no, I don't uh I don't cuss at anybody else's kids. Uh no, I had to uh, I had to chaperone a field trip and uh, they were being like whiny because they were in like fourth grade. And they were like whining and stuff. And then I was just like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and we're going to look at the modern art that I want to see. And I'm going to show you guys the art that I like. And if we have time left over when we're done, we'll go and do like the baby stuff that you guys want to do. <laughs> and then. Uh, so you have to stay in line. You have to listen to me tell you why modern art is cool. And it worked. It worked. They were like, they weren't happy about it, but they like went through it. And then we went and they drew their little pictures and they did like their kids stuff. But, uh, fucking nuds. I quit actually, uh, volunteering at third grade when I realized like the, the bad kids are actually turning bad now. Oh yeah. You know, in like kindergarten, first and second grade, they respect you. They love you as an adult. And like with my daughter, I told the kids in kindergarten when I was volunteering, I told a bunch of the kids about Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off of the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Just because I thought it was like, Oh, what a funny story. And like, everybody knows it, you know, it's like a really good dad thing to pull out. And they think I'm cool to this day. 
because I listened to rap music and told them about Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bat. But then by third grade, some of the kids were like, this guy's a fucking geek. You know, this is like another dad. What a <laughs> dork. Yeah. <laughs> so just a, just a just a cop in disguise. Mm-hmm. So I just, just quit. I was like, I'm not coming in anymore. I'm not doing this. I can't. I can't deal with these kids. Well, if I can't yell at them, then and I don't even yell at my own daughter. Drew's seen me around her. She basically can do anything she wants anytime she wants with very little <laughs> repercussions. Because well, I was I was describing, and some people made some really shitty responses, and I blocked a few people over it. Not because I was super offended, but I was like, I know I'm gonna like hurt someone's feelings with this. <laughs> So I just kind of avoided it. But I made this tweet the other day where I was like, having a kid is kind of like having a Twitter account. You're mostly just cycling objects in front of him. And you probably hear my child just screaming his head off downstairs yeah, when you speak. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucking great. I love it. I was, um, I, your kid's a year old, right? I was listening to you on Block Party. On. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, dude, I uh, was the worst dad. At this age. So the fact that you're doing anything, I am widely considered one of the great dads of our time now. Right. I have heard that. But I was uh, uh, really bad at that time. So the fact that it you're sucks. doing anything is like way better because they're just they don't like you. Like, I don't think they yeah. like dads very much at no. all. My kid no. hated me. I don't think they like anything. Yes. <laughs> You're just the and the objects tweet was like 50% joke, 50% like completely true. No, you really it, are just cycling objects in front of them. And you're like, do you like this? It's do you totally, like this? It's, what about this? It's totally do you like true. this? Why it's do you totally hate this true. now? Wait, yeah, this yeah. is good? You said it was bad. And like it's just that is Twitter, but also having a child. Also, but the people responding were like, oh. What do you know about kids? <laughs> it's like, I fucking have one, you lunatic. Yeah, people say- Like, I have one screaming at me. <laughs> people, I, I mean, like, the perfect example is that it's like, I was really a junkie at this time of right. my daughter's life from like, age like zero to three. I was like a really bad drug head guy. And um, I would wake up on Saturday morning- and I would take her downstairs and I had this little thing that had like a pole and then she could stand up in it and just run around in circles. She couldn't yeah. go anywhere else. She just ran around in circles and I would just drop a cookie on that and sit her in front of Disney Channel while I slept on the couch and she ran around in circles. <laughs> but it's like I never got any good sleep because she always wanted something new. You know, they always yes. want something. Oh, this is boring now. I want this new thing. And you're like, ah, oh, God, that never changes, by the way. My kid never is satisfied with anything at 14. So. I, but but my thing is that people also conflated that with me hating my kid, which is not true. I love oh. him with my entire life. Yeah. But also yeah. extremely dull. And people are like, are you babies are so good. No, they're fucking, they're not <laughs> fucking. He's mine. And thus I like am way more interested than. I think most people, babies, like most oh, people, yeah. like, you want to hold him? Nope. Yeah. What, you don't no. like babies? Nope. No. And, and I they'd, like, I look at always... me like I just said a racist slur or something. Like, it's, <laughs> I, like, no. It's just, 
insane I, to me. It, no, it totally is. And I will always hold everybody's baby because I know there's lots of people that are invested in it. But like mm. I was never invested in anybody else holding my daughter. I was like uh, that. Yes, you can. But don't fucking drop her. Don't like, break it. All right. It cost me a lot of money. <laughs> for, Fuck. For me, it's like. He broke it. I didn't start. I love, actually, no, no. I take it back. I have a few times when someone's held him, just been like, oh, shit, you broke him. And like, they'll take it really seriously. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. You definitely haven't. It's, he just just makes noises like that sometimes. Like, oh, he's, his nose is running. Oh, did you break him? <laughs> I don't then think- I stopped doing that because people genuinely were like distressed. Yeah, people get freaked about when they hold a baby. I, I think I didn't like babies until my daughter was like 11. And then I was and like, you're oh, like, yeah, babies, that was back when it was easier again. My daughter, like, didn't write penis yeah. on the refrigerator in magnets <laughs> and fucking tell my wife to slob on her knob over and over again until my wife is now mad about it. <laughs> but that's, that's... Oh, my God. That just reminded so... me of something I did to my mother-in-law. What did you do? Where she was, So the baby loves watching The Jungle Book, and I feel horrible, but... My not that horrible, to be honest. Uh, my uh, mother-in-law, she uh, she is really she listens to me and she listens really intently, specifically to things I say or like refer to things as, and I'm not sure why. So I, as a joke, referred it to it as the Chungo Book, <laughs> and she just hasn't stopped saying Chungo Book. <laughs> She's yeah. like, "Are oh, you want to watch the Chungo Book?" And I'm like. <laughs> It's not. It's the Jungle Book. Oh, okay. And she won't. She she just can't, for some reason, correct herself. So yeah, I just fucking ruined something there. Probably deeply. Someone's gonna like tell her. Yeah, it's not called the Jungle Book. My daughter, uh, when she was real little, like we always we called chapstick, uh, chip stack in the house is like not funny joke, but it's funny among a family. Yeah thing yeah and she yeah. came home from preschool and was like my teacher told me it's called chapstick not chip stack stop calling it that and it's like <laughs> don't fucking tell me what to do call anything anything i want cool. yeah. <laughs> it's my right yeah <laughs> fucking until i destroy society that's my right in society to call it the chungo book <laughs> Yeah, I just uh, I like I I took them like the the bonuses to them being older is that like they once they've had sex education they they're really into dirty jokes which is funny because usually when they're like from three to eight they're just into poop and you're like ugh stop talking about poop and farts <laughs> please we don't have to hear about that but now it's like they learn sex ed. She's joking around about gross shit. It's funny. Uh, yeah. I took them to a horror movie. I took them to see us, my daughter and my niece who are 13 and 14. And yeah. they're still children. Cause as we left, they was like, wasn't that scary actually. And it's like, you're not <laughs> supposed to, you don't just go to horror movies to prove. It's not like a haunted house where they pay you. If you didn't get scared at the end, you know? <laughs> no, but there are, I feel like that's a very kid thing though. Like the things you pretend not to be scared by. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like I've I remember that vividly from being a kid. That you like, there were the people like, oh, that didn't scare me at all. And like when I saw the thing, and people like, oh, horror movies don't scare me. I was like, yeah, you should watch the thing. If it if clearly wouldn't scare you, fucking terrified them, terrified <laughs> me. The thing still scares me. That shit's horrible. I remember when I watched a Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare on Elm right. Street Two. 
like I, I watched them both when I was, I think I had, I was in second grade cause I, right. I lived in an, I remember the apartment and like, it fucked me up so bad for like a week. Like it really, really messed me up, but I didn't tell anybody. I was just in this like silent terror. That and, was me with the thing. Yeah. Just told and, no one. And I was thinking about that the other week about like a lot of, uh, I, I, I was thinking back at all the times that like I cried in front of my friends after I wasn't like supposed to cry anymore. Yeah. Like once right. you hit that age of like 13, you're still sort of a kid, but you're, yeah. you're not really like everybody's at different stages of their development. And then they like one kid cries in front of their friends and they're just known as the guy that cries for the rest of yeah, their life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The cry person, yeah. I like the first time, uh, so like we were all hanging out where I grew up. We were all hanging out on a corner, which is sounds weird, but that's where we hung out at. And uh, my friend's sister, who is 16 years old, drove by and she had a roach, like just a little piece of a joint. And she was like, hey, you fucking piss ants here. And she like... <laughs> Handed us like just the smallest amount of a joint and uh, we all grabbed it and we ran over to the elementary school behind it because there were no adults there or anything. Nobody would see us and everybody started hitting this roach and about four people got to hit it before it ran out and I didn't get to hit it. So I, I like cried. In front of uh-huh. my friends, like, oh, I didn't get to do drugs when I'm 12. <laughs> but shit, people forget, though, that shit is so pressurized at that age. Like, oh. you were like, so everything is so fucking serious. Right. My kid is always talking about, like, the because, the, you know, this is the first year she's, like, super into boys. And she's like, right. this boy likes me, but I don't like him. I like this boy and this boy doesn't like me. And I, I just want to be like, fucking none of this matters. I wish. But the truth is, all of it matters. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to tell him like in 10 years, this won't matter. Yeah. But the fact is, in this moment right now. All of this matters. Well, that's why you get shit like the little the girls who like murdered another girl for Slender Man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ed, did, what a, what a, did you what a see, way to go as well. Did you see that there there was a documentary on that? You gotta you gotta watch. I don't, this I don't watch documentaries. Oh, but it uh, but it's yeah. worth it. It's worth it. It's like Maybe. it's like it's kind of a horror movie because it's yeah. like pretty. It's pretty spooky. Really? But nevertheless, though, like those girls took that shit so seriously that they literally killed someone. Right. My daughter says there's a kid in her school that like since the Momo challenge made it on the news is now like really into Momo and like (laughs) it's got soup and which is funny. But now you have to worry about that, though. (laughs) I know, because we all say if they just didn't talk about it on a fucking news Nobody would care. And then this is like the purest example of like, it's like when I saw Boys in the Hood, I saw Boys in the Hood when I was 12 years old. And the lesson I took from that movie when I left was, damn, I got to join a gang. <laughs> like I really did. <laughs> no, like, like, <laughs> no, it's when I saw The Matrix, my entire reaction was, hey, maybe one day I'll use the computer and not be a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So oh, that man. has yet to happen, but you, big hopes. You know, no, uh, but in all seriousness, though, like you watch these things and things affect you. Except now we have like kids shooting up fucking schools. So we're like, oh great, yeah, like just like 
all of this shit that we've just put on the back burner has suddenly come back to call, and everyone's like, oh, the internet isn't serious, except it absolutely is. <laughs> well, it's like uh, as serious as shit gets. You know, the uh, the school shooter stuff is fucked up because uh, they have uh, shooter drills in school now, but like, <sighs> the thing is, is that, so it it's like... On one hand, they have to have this stuff. They have to be like, yeah, but what if, you know, somebody comes into the school, shoots everybody up, all this, and the teachers all prepare and they actually, there was a news article where actually they took people in Indiana and they were shooting the teachers with pellet guns and, oh, the, yeah, teachers, like and the teachers were bleeding and they were screaming and stuff and they're like, yeah, it's just part of the simulation. They did yeah, it execution sure style. It. Oh yeah, they, they, they did on your knee. They dragged four of them at a time and put them on their knees in a room and shot each one of them in the back of the head with a goddamn airsoft gun. That's <laughs> the crazy execution thing. style was shooting someone in the head. So that, but that's uh, that's in Indiana. That's not anywhere around here. Yeah, not, not even close <laughs> those, to here. Those fucking people. Those worthless scum. I hate Indiana. Everything's illegal there. I have no opinion of it. <laughs> it's like uh, it, I know it's, nothing about. There's Indianapolis. It's and uh, the Colts. Oh yeah, we'll see. It it's shaped. It's shaped like half of Ohio. Basically, it looks if you drive through it. Because most people, I mean, just being just being honest, most people drive through Ohio. It's like flat. There's cornfields. Like. Ohio, Indiana, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, all these, they basically look identical. But Indiana is like definitely our evil cousin. They get the weather like eight hours before us that we get. But it's like our weather that we get. And it's just because of the way the wind blows and stuff. But they're they're like, if you are in the wrong place at the wrong time is like 20 years in jail because you were smoking weed in a canoe and that's extra illegal. <laughs> like you were on the, you were on the, you were on the Indiana River. I don't know what rivers they have, the Indiana River, I'm assuming. That's what I would call it. People always Indiana try to- Indiana River. People try to get us to do live shows there. So we finally do one in Indianapolis yeah. and it was at like this union hall that nobody could fit in and it had a really long uh, counter in front of where we were like, so we would be taught. We stood, the stage was basically up on a thing and there was a counter in front of it. And it looked yeah. like we were like giving a lecture. <laughs> now, if I had known the Beto O'Rourke thing, I would have just stood on the counter, which is <laughs> what Stand you do if you're that shit. guy. <laughs> it's, what, it's what you do. Okay. I I've been I've been trying for like weeks and weeks. I've been trying. There's this picture that that I had. I had this picture on my computer like 15 years ago, and it was just a bulldog standing on somebody's kitchen table. Oh yeah, I and, remember it was. And, it, it's still in the. I think it's in the. Charles is a licking. No, it's um. This dog is awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I'm I like a curator gone. of Drew's music. It's oh god, creepy. I know, right, right. <laughs> uh, but I don't know where the original picture is, but I, I've been trying to find it because I'm going to. Yeah, <laughs> Brian just Brian just holds up his phone and it's a picture of Beto O'Rourke dabbing. Now, let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. God damn, he's so cool. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, and it's he's hard. just like you and me. <laughs> so, Ed, Ed, let me tell you a, a story about child rearing. Uh, yeah. Uh, my daughter is 10. Um, okay. And I was just telling her about uh, 
the the natal process basically you know you have a sperm it fertilizes an egg it becomes a zygote it divides two four eight sixteen right all the cells divide and it it becomes this little fish and then it becomes this person that grows like more and more parts as the cells divide right it's like our biological right. destiny and i'm telling my daughter about this because i'm explaining to her that grass has children Right. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, when you cut grass, grass gives off this hormones because the grass hurts and the grass has feelings because the grass has feelings, you know, long story short. But I was like, okay, and then all this stuff happened. And then, uh, you know, you were a fetus and then you lived in your mom and then you popped out and then you were a person. And then she immediately dabbed. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But why did she dab? Because. She's like, hell yeah. Like me or you, we would say, hell yeah. Or we'd be like, yeah, brother. People die. Yeah, I guess I've seen my niece and nephew do that. And I just, like a lot of the things they do, I just kind of ignored it. Yeah, you got to pay attention to that stuff now. You're going to have one. Well, I, 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 well, my child can do all he wants about that. <laughs> but ultimately, I control, I control access to the money and the internet. So he it's will have one- to come crawling back. It is nice to know that like... Like with a teen, I know things before they kind of get popular. Like I, I know which YouTube. Like every time a YouTube guy gets in trouble, I know who the YouTube guy is. Well, that everybody happened to me talking- the other day. My 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 wife was doing a a photo shoot, and we had this makeup artist, and she brought her daughter who was like fourteen. And I mentioned the Shane Dawson, the guy who said, "I didn't fuck my cat and come on my cat." <laughs> And I yeah. said, I was like telling the wife about this, as I usually do in the way I regale her with shit from the internet, she rolls her eyes. And then the girl goes, oh my God, not this. And for like two seconds, I was cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had the disdain of a teenager. I actually just peeked my, my daughter was having a slumber party and I peeked my head into the bedroom and said, why did Shane Dawson fuck that cat? <laughs> <laughs> and then they got like really mad at me. <laughs> Yep, that's the good shit. <laughs> that's the good shit. You, you don't want, and that's one thing I stopped doing. Like I used to really like want my niece and nephew to think I was like cool, <laughs> but they're in England, so there was like a few years lag between every time I see them. And so I this time I didn't try. I just didn't fucking try. I like took my I took my nephew when he was over here for my wedding to like an NBA game, and that was enough cool. Like that gave me the cool capital of you're able to like afford a basketball ticket like that. Yeah. Was like that's that'll do you go. This is more money than I have. I have $20 and I've been saving for an entire year because I'm 13 or whatever. My daughter and, has like almost a hundred bucks right now. Damn. Oh, wow. She, Does she doesn't spend any of it and she just makes me buy her shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't you got That's... money? Like, she'll be like, I need to go get snacks for my sleepover. I'm like, good, go get it. And she's like, well, I need money. And I'm like, you have a hundred dollars. That's, <laughs> that's what I run in. That's what I run into. Ed, you're, you're going to run into this teaching your kid about money because when we were kids, it was very easy. It's like, you have paper bills, you go here, you make change, you, uh, somebody gives you a five dollar bill and it's two sixty four because you know back then two dollars would buy you mm-hmm. uh, a meal worth of food, and uh, you know you'd give them their change to be like here's two thirty six back right and I could do that in my head because I worked at Taco Bell right but I can do that in my head these kids 
Now they they don't have the need to do that because everything is like electronic. It's Apple Pay. Apple made their own fucking credit card, right? Mm-hmm. It's just fine. It's, just who cares? I mean, I, I, I don't care, but it's like, it's... I want uh, one. I want to burn Apple real bad. <laughs> I've burned just Capital just One. I've burned MasterCard. I burn them all. No, oh, I just I, get it and then wait it out until it w- rolls off my credit. <laughs> how long does that take? It's like, I think seven years or something. <laughs> playing the long game. <laughs> well, That's... I did just get... I did have PayPal credit, and then I went all the way up to my $300 limit and then waited until they negotiated a $168 payoff. And then paid it oh, off. wow. That's don't, don't do my credit. My way of dealing with credit is just get the credit and then maybe pay it. Maybe don't, you know, <laughs> I've got student loans. Like I got $60,000 in student loans that I, I don't even look, I'm like, I don't even open that envelope. I don't want to see it. I'll pay it. Maybe I won't. Maybe if I get like a big contract or some sort of thing. That was me post divorce. It was just every letter I'd like just look at and I'd know what was in it roughly. I was like, do I open this or do I just put it in the trash and never look at it? Mail is horrible. Like actual physical mail when it is the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It fucking sucks. Like never good news. Never have you gotten mail. That you were, I mean, like, if you think it's a check, it's like, yay. But, like, I get a check in the mail maybe once a year or so. I never get checks in the mail. It's all electronic. So, basically, yeah, it's I'll all. occasionally get a client who pays him one. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But you you know when you get it, like, it has that special look to it. You know it's yep. a check. That well, like, let me tell but you. They've this. started doing that bullshit yeah. where they they send you something that looks like it, and it's like we noticed you have credit card debt. It's like <laughs> I fucking know. Oh, I love that. I I I get collections notices that look exactly like a check and is in the brown envelope, <laughs> and it's like you know, oh, gotcha. Open this up for a great opportunity, and it's like we'll settle with you for this much money. It's like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Settle my dick, you fucking bitch. This is fucking throwing. Like, my whole plan is that somebody someday will give me $100,000 and I can just pay the uh, student loans off in one shot. That's, like, my plan. for. Okay. I mean, my original plan was the end of Fight Club would happen, where they just blew up <laughs> all the credit what card companies. Would you companies. get paid in the Fight Club? Would, would you get paid in the Fight Club? I mean, I would join the Fight Club if I you, thought. Oh, they so could. you'd be a you'd be a successful fighter, not like a a Fight Club manager. Well, at the end of Fight Club, they blow up all the credit card companies and all the oh, credit do they, to start I, I back fuck, at zero. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I was depending on. That. That's what I'm depending on. I'm, I'm depending on world financial collapse, and then my credit won't matter anymore. <laughs> uh, I think at this point they've kind of proven that that's not going to happen, though. Don't believe sucks. me, I know. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna fucking outlast us. <laughs> I'm gonna be in debtor's prison. They're gonna bring back debtor's prison. There was already uh, a, a while ago. We talked about this on Street Fight. There was a British company. Yeah. that wrote an article in defense of debtor's prisons and bringing them back. Wow. And the whole premise of their like op-ed was, 
aren't you tired of doing everything right and seeing your neighbor driving a sports car even though he doesn't pay his bills? <laughs> it's like, no, not really. I don't, doesn't bother me at all, actually. <laughs> It was fucking insane because it was like one of those like loan companies that it's it's one of those high interest loan companies, right? Right. Yeah. So it was like they loan money to the to people like me, the most irresponsible people in the world, and then when they don't get it paid back, they're like, "Oh, you should go to prison probably for not paying us back." It's like, but Fuck they can't you. make money off you in prison. I know. Well, they took a risk. I always think of when somebody gives me credit and people say like, oh, you're horrible for not paying that back. I'm like, they shouldn't have took the risk. I was a huge risk yeah. when no, they gave me that. That's <laughs> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, No, that's awesome, Brian. That, that's the same argument that people make where people are pro-landlord. They're like, well, they're taking a risk with their money and they're buying this property for rental. And so, therefore, they should be able to do what they want with it, and they're they're outlaying this money and this risk. And and of course, my yeah. my opinion on landlords is that they're pretty much universally evil. I've heard rumors. Uh, I had a buddy. I had one person once tell me that they had one good landlord. That's it. You all you've always got one friend who's like, no, I had one landlord. Once. I had a good landlord once. That's yes. that, I think everyone has one good one. Mine's like 70% good. The 30% is never does any updates at all. And then doesn't give us any money off our rent when we do them. Yeah. You know, we yeah. ripped our carpet up and they were just like, well, that's nice. Well, that you thanks for the your free carpet. stuff. <laughs> thanks for the free renovation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. also I get, I pay, I mean, Drew knows where I live. I don't live in a cheap neighborhood, but I pay very, I pay less than a thousand dollars a month for rent. So hmm. anywhere in the country, <laughs> that's a fucking good deal. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's good. It's a, it's a really nice neighborhood. I mean, Brian lives like two miles away from where I do. This is like a, a real sweet area of Columbus. It's like real quiet. I actually, uh, one of the only times I got pulled over, I got pulled over in Brian's neighborhood. Because yeah. <laughs> cause I because I have a shitty car, I have a shitty station wagon, and uh, the muffler was all fucked up on it, and uh, the car was real super loud. And a cop pulls me over, and she's like, "Do you know why I'm pulling you over?" And I was like, "I, I don't know. You know, I got turned around. I'm lost. I'm trying to find my way home." She's like, "Where do you live?" And I told her, and she's like, "Oh, that's like two miles from here." She's like, "Go up this." go up this road, make a turn. You'll be at home. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, your muffler was really loud. And I was like, okay, so you pulled me over and you saw I was like a nerd. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, get out of here. Like, this is, you, you know, I heard, the, I heard this loud car. I thought I was definitely like gonna bust somebody that wasn't like an old bald yeah, white guy. A poor person. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, bust yeah. a poor, I, I, I lived here for one year when I when I first moved downtown area, I was here and I was still like a total hillbilly because, you know, I grew up like just where I grew up. Everybody's fucking rednecks. And uh, this teenager, I pulled out onto the street and this teenager was speeding and he I, I guess he thought I cut him off and he honked at me all the way down the street. And I don't know what he was doing, but he honked at me and then he followed me to where I went and I parked. 
And I got out of my car with the tire iron thing because I kept it in the front seat. Yeah. And I was like, get back in your fucking car, rich kid. And he fucking got so scared. <laughs> to be fair, that is scary. <laughs> and I was I'm- like, maybe I don't have to like project the same kind of attitude that I did where I grew up in this neighborhood. Maybe I don't have to bring the violence to the burbs. <laughs> yeah. No, and and you know, uh, you know, nothing happened, but you know what? Uh you know, a, a kid around here that's going to the high school, look, nothing happens. Look, people at my kids' school like hug each other. They don't they don't bully each other. It's the weirdest thing. Mm, I gotta disagree, actually. Uh I was on next door today. Oh yeah. My no. favorite, my new favorite website behind Facebook. Cause Facebook's my favorite yeah. one. Everybody <laughs> knows that my heart is with Facebook, right? But I'm moving to next door and in your neighborhood, I've been scrolling through and, and it's in the area where you live. Really? The damn teens are throwing bags of natural light cans in a ravine. <laughs> People are hot under the collar. They're about just it. really, they're really dumb, and they think that that's how they make more. Well, I used to shove them in the sewer when I was a kid. Like we threw a party, and you had yeah. to get rid of all the cans. You'd yeah. sh- we would just shove them in the sewer, and that pretty much means they're gone forever. And I don't know what, like, how, <laughs> where they end up. Whoa, but I'm just, think- people are like, "How are these? Why are these teenagers littering?" And it's like. Because if they put them in their trash can, then you would fucking bust them, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm reading yeah. currently on Nextdoor, harassed by neighbor's dog, two exclamation mm. marks. And it's a very long thing, and the dog basically just barked and growled at her, and then the owner was like, hey, come on in, and she's like, didn't get in between me with the dog. How can I have no peace in my own neighborhood? Be harassed by a dog and the owner takes no responsibility. It's okay for you to know your dog and think it means no harm, but I don't know your dog. <laughs> Four exclamation marks. No periods or commas at any point. So it was just like one breathless sentence. Um, I really want to res- I want to start trolling on here, but I also know it's like my picture and my name. Um, yeah. Well, I also I, beware stole dollar sign stolen from our car at Chamois Car Wash today, and just yeah, that is no, the neighborhood I live in. It's know, like I, friendly I, reminder to hide and take valuables from your car while at the car wash. Oh, I have a, I have like a really great one, mm-hmm. uh, and it's right here. A few weeks ago, I was in the Panera Drive Through on Third Avenue when I noticed a man lurking nearby. <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) He was in front of my car and walking slowly closer to me. When I closed my window, he walked behind my car and sat on the curb. As soon as I had my food and drove forward, he ran to the drive-thru window behind me. I couldn't see what happened next, but after I pulled around the building, I saw him running toward Giant Eagle. I know this guy. (laughs) I see him all the time. Yeah. He's just a weird dude that, like, wanders around the neighborhood. It's not, like, a big deal. But these people, they... They, the way they describe homeless people as lurking, oh, yeah, really bothers me. The ominous <laughs> lurker, the vagrants, well, it, the, the well, sully their world. They and- live in a fucking city, too. We live in the city, and it's like, dude, you can't, like. You can't like hat like because a lot of them are like this homeless person was walking around in my alley and I'm like, do you fucking know what alleys are for? Like, <laughs> like that's that's where you would that's where you would find somebody who's homeless. That's that's like a 
that's where they that's where they are. They don't have a home. So yeah. for me, a lot of the fun in Next Door is just really enjoying the way people write. It's not necessarily what they write. It's like I need a reliable gardener, all in caps. So I just imagine this guy screaming it because that's how my brain's wired from old school internet. Like caps yeah. is yelling. So it's like I need a reliable gardener, or just people. So they're installing these five G towers. And those are the ones that you can get faster into now, some shit. And the NIMBY people, the not-in-my-backyard people, who are just fucking nuts. I love them. And oh, yeah. they yeah. post, like, they give you cancer, and every time one goes up, I say, they don't give you cancer, and you're wrong. And then I never check the thread again until, like, I, if I remember to, so like in, like, two weeks, and there are, like, 70 replies to me. They're like, you are irresponsible. You do not care about your neighbors. You have health issues. You need to be seen by someone. Like, just fucking nuts. I love I it. Have, I have. I'm in a chemtrails group on oh. Facebook, Michigan Chemtrails. Yeah. And this woman is every day posting really long posts about those 5G towers and about how, I mean, they're be to her, they're zombie machines. That's uh, the best I can give you is that she's like everywhere where they put them, people just start killing each other. And I'm like, I haven't like seen that anywhere. These are all people who heard. <laughs> these are all people who heard the Nine Inch Nail album, Nine, yeah, Nine Inch Nails album, Year Zero, and like read the ARG and thought it was real. And they're like, God <laughs> oh, damn yeah. it, Trent Reznor was trying to warn us. I don't, have you never listened to that album? Because seriously, it is fucking hilarious. It's this I whole app. It, it's, Does that capital G on it? Is yep, that the, that's one, with, the one? Yeah, I've heard it. <laughs> it's the one where he rhymes die with cry. Actually, that does not narrow it down. <laughs> that, uh, that is, but, that is but it has this picture of a big <laughs> hand coming out of the sky. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. sat down there. I listened to this album a lot because I was like, this is batshit. What the fuck is going on? So I listened and it, I think it's meant to say that they've been putting stuff in the water to make us like, it's like antidepressants. And then everyone had the same group hallucination of a hand at the same time in the same place, which is definitely not how anything, just anything works. But I can imagine Trent Reznor fucking writing this and being like, God damn, man, this is so good. So deep. I fucking love this. Oh, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of like got, got out of nine inch nails before that hit. So oh, I'll be completely still... clear. This is my introduction to nine inch nails. Oh, I never no. listened to them. And I was just no, like, what uh, the fuck is this? Do you know, Ed, do you know when I quit listening to nine inch nails? Let when? me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I thought they were fucking badass. It was like 1991 and I got pretty hate machine. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's <laughs> sick. And then I got like uh, alternative nation or, or uh, industrial nation or one of those like underground zines. And they were like, Trent Reznor recorded this all by himself. And he did all the instruments. And I'm like, oh, he's so fucking cool. He's like a cool <laughs> nerd, but he has emotions. This rocks. And then I was like this is sweet. And then the downward spiral came out and I was like, Oh, this is so fucking good. Like the closer song, like it's so gross. Like I can't let my parents hear it, but I like, I feel it right. Like he's so dirty. And then, uh, 
I was at, uh, then my parents took me, I was 15 or 16, and we went to the Renaissance Fair here in Ohio. It was in uh, Waynesville, Ohio, which is like south of here. It's like out in the country. And right. uh, I was at the Renaissance Fair, and I was wearing a nin shirt, right? Because I was badass. I was like 15 yeah, or 16. Yeah, you, you were extremely and a cool. guy, And a guy's like, and a guy was like, uh I I can't do the Renaissance voice, but he said to me in a Renaissance voice, he's like, "Hello there, sir." He's like, "I want to I fuck see- you like an animal." He was like, "I see you do enjoy the lovely music of Nine Inch Nails," and I was like, "I hate Nine Inch Nails now." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "You day, killed Sarah. it." You know, my my sister back when I wasn't making a living doing podcasting or anything funny, I was a cable guy still. Uh, my, my sister one who hangs out at Renaissance fairs once told me, Hey, I could probably get you a job as the guy that insults people at the (laughs) Renaissance fair. And I was like, do I have to wear like Renaissance fair clothes? And she was like, yeah. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. Uh, no clothes and I'll do it for free. <laughs> fucking sitting they, around she, not doing the voice. Look at you fucking prick. <laughs> she wanted me to, in the same trip, she said I could be the insulter. And then my grandma was like, why don't you like get a job writing for Seinfeld or something? And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck do you think? I didn't think this works. Oh, God. <laughs> I just imagine, yeah. I no, but that that just reminded me of all like the people occasionally i'll have someone will be like oh you write online sometimes i'm like yeah and i'm like embarrassed that they read something that read me like the multiple times i've just fucking got like insanely mad about something really specific and they'll be like yeah i've always wanted to to write and i immediately fake a seizure just gotta exit <laughs> yeah. that conversation immediately because it's like can you help me get a job it's like nope just already just i i i to the point that if someone says I've always wanted to be a writer, I'll just immediately go no. It's horrible, but that's also another thing that people just think people do. It's like oh, I just do writing. Oh, I just write for Seinfeld and Jack Allison. This week has proven that shit. You can actually write for TV and then just randomly people can bag on you and decide to shut you out of an industry. You guys see that shit? Yeah, yeah. 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 And Jen Kirkman's a writer. She's Ugh. like a writer that makes a living as a writer that runs around talking about the Kremlin all day. <laughs> yeah, and now the Mueller report came out and uh, Trump was impeached as well. Yeah, it's that been was real crazy. Nice. Yeah, that was crazy. That great. just happened. <laughs> President Pence. <laughs> uh, he was impeached too, and uh, no, Bannon, okay. Bannon got the uh, death penalty. Obama's <laughs> the president. Now. Again, he came back. They were like, it gives. And it gives it gives me no pleasure to report, to report he to the death penalty. <laughs> that's fucking. That's one of the only good things to ever come out of anything. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, it's just the Mueller report came out. I just Twitter was some of the worst shit I saw yesterday because there were those who were smug about not thinking anything would happen. Well, those who were smug because they found the people being too smug. That was where I lived, by the way. That was me. I was just looking on Seth Abramson's thing and just finding the dumbest things he said. Then there were the people who were like angry at Glenn Greenwald because he was saying congratulations to some big racist people. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, Glenn Greenwald is like really easy to be angry at. I haven't really like. I'm not super. I'm not smart, and I don't read lots <clears throat> of word talking. 
So, I don't really know who Glenn Greenwald is anymore. I thought he was the guy that broke the Snowden thing. Then I realized that yeah, that was, was like six years ago. That's how well yeah. read I am. Yeah, he broke the Snowden. Th- I mean, the funny thing is, there was this, and we, I, I've been taught, I was reminiscing about this with people like back when, uh, back in the 2012 election. Yeah. Uh, I followed Glenn Greenwald. Or, and so the year 2011 to 2012, uh, there was a period where it was like me. This is like when we all had like 100 followers on Twitter, but me and Felix. And uh, Matt and I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, just a bunch of people now that you absolutely know would fight with these people every day, these liberal people every day who would call us Greenwaldian trolls. They thought Glenn Greenwald <laughs> oh. was paying us money to troll them about drone strikes. We only talked about drone strikes. But right. we were like, this war, it's the funniest thing is like this war is sort of still happening because there's the people like Jen Kirkman and all those people that like everybody's fighting with now, like the liberals that people fight with now. And it's like, it's a really incredible thing that I would love to cover at some point. Like I want to write a story about it, but there's so much history to it. I mean, these guys, like one of the guys from 2011 looked up my address on Twitter or on Google and then said he was my landlord and owned my apartment and he was going to evict me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then one day he got so mad because people said he had an ugly jacket. <laughs> that he took off his sh- – he, he took a picture of himself in his underwear holding like a computer in his hand and saying, Who, who's got the upper hand now, you trolls? And it's oh, like, Oh, I Jesus think I remember Christ. that. Scotty Burberry. I think I, like, just fucking cracked up at that. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Just the idea of posting something online and being like, who's got the upper hand now? (laughs) And you're naked. That's where Red, (laughs) Mad, and Nude came from. Felix and Virgil actually wrote a thing about people getting mad online. And that story is one of the stories in there, man. He was, that guy was intense. That guy rules. uh, Oh, he fucking rocks. He's, he's great. still around. He's still around, but he quit. Uh, he's still around, but he quit fighting. He like laid down his weapons and passed them on <laughs> to a new generation to of a young, fighters. A young fighter went, who's just is like, take off your clothes and take this laptop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've laid my weapons down too, to be fair. I don't fight with people online anymore, really. I sometimes will if I'm feeling extra in a good mood yesterday i ironically post this thing that said name something that's better than sex and i quote retweeted it and said honoring the troops but that's just me because i'm a very good person <laughs> like as a smart ass and i got this guy to respond to me that was like you know you could honor the troops by make being anti-war and not having them sent and i just was like oh that's not how i honor the troops (laughs) and just i i i got six responses after like just two things from this guy because he was so mad about it and that's the kind of thing that hits me where i'm like god why don't i troll anymore like why did i quit and i think you just can't do it anymore once like your account like once your account gets to a point where it's like kind of tied to your work like you can't really do it anymore because you can't lose the account. 
you I'm know, be completely yeah. honest. Mass reported. Yeah. I should be well, like that. <laughs> I should be like that, but I you am. Know, it, I'm not, and I definitely like didn't get in the room for like a large enough client that I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Because I tweeted this thing where I was like, like Easy PR would like to apologize for uh, the intern that used this account to tweet fucker sucker ding dong. We would like to. <laughs> and apparently the boss of the person they talked to was super excited to have me do the presentation was like, yeah, what is this exactly? Wouldn't oh, talk no. d- wouldn't talk to me, which pisses me off because I, I would like anyone to actually have the brass ones to be like, uh, yeah, so you want to talk to me about this? This thing here? We said, fuck a suck a ding dong. Would you like to explain this <laughs> well, for the rest of the class, please? Yeah. So what's this? So I, I, I got Ed. I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, uh, name check anybody because they were really brave and really cool to tell me this. Um, but so there's, there was a local news network and I'm not going to name check them because they're like a major news network. And I used to post on their Facebook a lot. And I used to post stuff and I'd be like, hey, I was just watching your channel. And there was just like a bunch of pictures of dead people. And they're like, oh, no, when was it? And, you know, and this was like when this was funny. This was like six or seven years ago. Right. And so I would post and I would post. And then uh, I actually got an email. And this is kind of a reader email because this person mentioned that they'd listened to our podcast, Ed. Uh, and uh, they said, when I worked at this news station, and there are multiple. There's oh, wait, is this the five. guy who emailed about the the horny guys? <laughs> yes. And he said, did he copy you on it? He just emailed me separately. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, said yeah. Said something about uh, um, me being the important one. <laughs> That's, he did that's not probably, say that. He did not say that's that. That's probably no. That's probably true. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, but but uh, this person said that uh, when they worked at major news network, that they they went around and everybody who uh, had access to their Facebook and their social media, they taped my picture and and my Facebook display name to the desk. And they told them not to interact with me. Oh, oh, I can one up this. I can one up this because it involved humiliating my industry. So, oh, please do. Please so there do. was this joke I did. I know I've mentioned this before. It's like a weird thing that I'm like, famous is the wrong word. Infamous, absolutely. So there's an event that happens every year called CES. Everyone goes to Vegas. And if you register as a journalist, you get like just a thousand emails from like PR people, like people in my industry, but just like the dumbest people. And they just spam everyone. And for some reason it's okay. So I was like, I was going through, it's the end of 2014. So I was going through a particularly um, adventurous period of my life. I was like post-divorce, like fucking just my emotions sandblasted. I was like fucking flipping at people left, right and center just because I don't know if you've ever had a time in your life when you're just like completely and utterly fucking raw. And so like everyone gets both barrels for no reason. And so I was like, um, I was like, okay, I want to do something funny though. That's not mean because I want them to go fuck themselves. So I responded with, Hey, uh, can you send me information on Updog about this? 
Yeah. And they <laughs> first person response with, um, sorry, uh, what's up, dog? And I just looked at the screen. I was like, no, <laughs> no fucking way. Absolutely fucking way. <laughs> so I got I was- hit with a ligma. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh no, 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 no. But this gets so much better <laughs> because I respond with nothing much. Yeah. What's up with you? And they respond yes. with like, you're so yes. immature, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Immediately just archive, spam. Just gone. And I do it again. I do it again. And I'm taking screenshots, posting them on Twitter, and it spreads around. And there are like articles written about it. It's fucking hilarious. But the best part was someone emails me. It's like, listen, I have the funniest fucking thing to show you. It is a company-wide email at a multi-billion dollar agency that just begins with warning, Ed Zitron. Do not oh, interact with him. Do not yes. respond yes. to him. Do not respond to anything to do with Updog. And I was like, I will fucking pay you for that email. And they would not respond to me past that. Oh, no. That's where your display name, warning, Yep, that's exactly where that came from. That's where that came from. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got hit with a Ligma by my kid a couple weeks ago just was like sitting at the dinner table and she's like i got i think i got ligma on my arm and i was like what's ligma and she's just like ligma balls like and i was like jesus christ i would i would go you know what like i would go if i got hit by that i would go for it i would be like i'm just a dumb dad yeah i got caught like well then i tried to do it to other people and apparently everybody basically has already heard that one so it didn't work for me <laughs> uh well you know you know what i did brian and this was admittedly this was after ed did the up dog and after ed had like written an article yeah about it so i was not i was not like the originator of this by any means but i was like yeah you know people have already seen up dog so uh uh so I, I have these websites and I have like ads on them. And then I get all these cold calls from advertisers. And one of them, I, you know, basically what, what I started doing is I'm like, Hey, can you contact me on cat say C A T S A Y. And then finally, uh, somebody said, what's cat say? And I responded and I said, he say meow. And I was like, <laughs> but that's the best thing though. You could, Ligma balls is like funny, but it's also crude. That's, that's why crude. Yes. if I did yeah. that, I would feel annoyed because like, they'd be like, Oh, you're so immature gang. You are so immature. It's disrespectful to what's up dog. Yeah. It's so fucking yes. good yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like, it's not offensive in any way, shape or form. It's not. It's yeah. less offensive than stepping in dog shit. It's. It is nothing like it, it. But the embarrassment that someone did not face them with professional courtesy is just hilarious. I mean, I can't imagine being mad about something. Oh no, like people that. in PR get fucking mad with anything. Like anything that tries to question their grand mystery is just. It's amazing. It's just makes me so fucking happy, like knowing that someone was like pissed off with me. Yeah, it, yeah. it kind of reminds me of like my like when I went the my feelings about comedy or like podcasting, where it's like taking away the magic of that always makes me feel good and treating it like it's unimportant. Because a thing that uh, really got me into doing this. I think very early on was Mark Maron's podcast came out 
And uh, I started looking at how seriously they were treating comedy. Oh, everything. As like a field, as a job. And I was just like, well, what's fun about this then? I thought, like, I want this to be fun and stupid. And that's what I thought it was. And that's why I got into the field. Yeah. And, like, comedians hate it when when you don't treat their thing as, like, a very deadly serious art form. <laughs> Well, also, also, Brian, Mark Mark Marin's WTF podcast really kind of aggravates me because our podcast is called Fuck the Future, and we tried submitting it to iTunes, and they were like, "This has profanity in it." Yeah, and we had to we had to change the name to FTF Podcast, which just really takes the balls out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am very lucky that I have the most uncontroversial podcast name. Like, nobody, I'm, I'm like basically surprised nobody has had it before me. Like you know, street, yeah. not like even like Street Fighter. Yeah, like, like people that are into the game Street Fighter haven't even tried to have this podcast. Yeah. 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 That actually surprises me. But also, I have to wonder how much you can actually talk about Street Fighter. Yeah, I mean, well, there are so many podcasts about things that I wouldn't imagine you'd be able to talk about for any extended amount of time. To be, that yeah, exists. that's the one thing I don't get as well is why people listen to podcasts about TV shows they watched. Because that I did it that, for a period. Like I don't I don't get it because unless it's a show like General Hospital where like so many there's like a hundred million episodes a year. It's just always perpetually it's like a philosophical thing. There's always a general hospital episode happening. <laughs> like there's just, I did but like that makes sense, but like Game of Thrones, like what I guess you could talk about I love that bit too. Which just sounds yeah, so I think fucking the creators. depressing. No, not I the creators. I think the creators, yeah. Not that, the creators. That's interesting. No, yeah, but the it's fans never the is creators. just like, no. <laughs> it's the fucking fans. It's the fans who like sit around talking about The Walking Dead. Just, I can't think of, because it's just very strange. It's all very strange. Everything makes me a bit, it, it always makes me a bit depressed, especially when I see like it does well. Like that. So, you know, on some level, what I was slowly trundling towards was I can understand someone being pissed off that someone did well in the industry by not taking it seriously because I feel that way when I see, like, someone who talks about heckin' puppers do better than me. Like, I think that that should, that should have you exiled. Like, oh, this heckin' doggo looks like... And it's just like a guy puts you in cuffs and, like, throws you outside of the city. Like very, uh, uh, very 1984. Like the TV is watching you, and you're just chilling out. And Look you at just that heckin' doggo, doggo. And, then, and just and there's a knock. There's a knock at the door. They're like, you were you were above 18. Which, which by the way, I will absolutely make an exemption for like anybody. If you're under 18, you can say pupper. <laughs> I think that's fine. If you're like our age, if you're like in your 30s. And you say like doggo or pupper, like, no, <laughs> I actually had that conversation with a guy on Twitter earlier this week when I was talking about the doors and how like he, he died at 27. I was also talking about incubus. This was yeah, another yeah, thing. So I'm yeah. talking about these guys that write really corny 
kind of like, uh, oh, dude, you know, the mask is slipping. Like that, that, like are trying to have like profound things in their music, but that comes off as corny. And a guy was like, oh, I loved Incubus and the Doors when I was twenty. I feel kind of dumb for it now. And I'm like, like everybody that's 20 likes corny shit because it's the first time you've, you're living as an adult and corny shit like just speaks to you because you haven't heard anybody say it in that way. So yeah. like when you're really young and you hear Jim Morrison say like the music is your special friend <laughs> that like speaks to you when you're young, it's just once the world has beat you down you're like fuck this shit, man. It's stupid. So, <laughs> I, so I like no, but that's like people who talk about Linkin Park seriously, like. But the or like that song, "The Pretender" by the Food Fighters. It's like maybe I'm not like the others. Yeah, yeah it's like damn. Drive by Inca. You got to listen to Drive. Oh by no, Inca no, this. oh no. <laughs> I, I'm an Incubus fan. I saw them live last year. Like fuck a doodle do. They are. They are so corny. And watching the guy who's like in his like mid sixties, I don't know how old he is or his name. And then I immediately, by the way, saw System of a Down afterwards. So like, just two bands that when I was a kid were like, "God damn, this is deep." And now I listen to them now. It's like the most loneliest day of my life. I'm like, God, oh, no. God, fucking damn, that uh, sucks. I, That's and oh. and I I looked it up and his name is actually his name is Todd Incubus and he's 64 <laughs> Dave Dave Incubus and um Dave Incubus S- Steve of Incubus. <laughs> I, I actually know his name so I could totally Brandon just something make it is ruin- it? Brandon Boyd is his name I was Oh that's perfect though that's such <laughs> that is such exactly like a, a cult name. leader name But I mean Brandon Boyd 55 convinced several 14 year olds to jump into a ravine Sorry. A guy that never wears a shirt yeah. that is like really good looking that that sings that song drive is infuriating to a person that's over 28 years old. <laughs> 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 like after that, it's like before that though you're like, yeah man, you know, I'll hold the wheel and drive. That's I gotta wonder that guy whether they have his Me Too story pre-written like an obituary. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Just look at him. You're like that's "Mm." that's a good Mm. that's a good concept. Like, go ahead and workshop it and proofread it and get your Me Too story ready. Yeah, just before (laughs) it's like guys on Twitter. We were talking about this last week, Brian. It's like guys on Twitter who are probably creepy. There's like a, you, you have a feeling about them and just like pre-writing yeah. that tweet going, I fucking knew it. Just, <laughs> I don't have enough time to always have 280 characters ready. I'm going to fucking prep this one. <laughs> Got that one in the, you your get, in the chamber. You get the, <laughs> you get the little new avatar ready where your avatar is just a black circle of mourning. <laughs> oh, that, that shit's so good. I like just like such, such pathologies. Such weird shit just happens just every day on Twitter. Just, I think I made, I made a tweet about Zootopia or I responded to a tweet about Zootopia yesterday because that movie is like about eugenics and it's deeply weird. And then like a whole conversation has happened. Like that's it. Like there's just like 19 tweets that I will never read. <laughs> just this fucking well, did you, back and forth like listen to me did you did you see ed did you see the angry birds movie 
No, I, I. The yeah. Angry Birds movie was, uh, uh, it was about why immigration is bad. Oh, yikes. I, I what? No, Damn. I watched it. Right? I guess they're angry for a reason. Because my, my kid was little and she played Angry Birds because it's like an easy game. Yeah. It's for children or dumb people, right? It's fine. And so there was an Angry Birds movie and it had this big budget and it's like whatever. And there's a limited number of movies you can see. And it's like it actually turns winter here. If you got if you're listening to this and you haven't been to Ohio, we get three or four months where you really you have to go to the movies. You have to do shit like that in the winter because otherwise you just want to die. There's there's no amount of vitamins you can take to circumvent this. So we're out at the movies and we're watching the fucking Angry Birds movie. And uh, like the red and the blue angry bird that splits into smaller angry birds, they're all like ganging up and they're like, yeah, we hate the pigs. And the pigs are like, oh, well, we're going to come to your land and we're going to make your land pig land. Like, I think this is a metaphor, you guys. I think this (laughs) is like an anti-Muslim metaphor. And and then the pigs are like, yeah, we're just going to turn you guys. We're going to make you guys pray to a uh, pigville five times a day. And I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> okay, this so that fu- this is by this is a Swedish up. company. It's a Swedish company, Rovio, I believe they're called. Let's just type in oh, Swedish yeah. oh, God, racism the Scandinavians. Problem. Let's type look, that in. There are, look, yep. there are good. You weren't concerned about level of racism in Sweden. <laughs> so just replace there are good. pig yes. with Muslim and it probably tracks. With what yeah. they th- they're like, yeah, we're and, afraid that the pigs are gonna come and teach us their pig religion and take <laughs> our jobs and then pray to pig God, like just right, right, it's fucking crazy, right? No, it, it, and uh, uh, I don't know. I was really, uh, I I was really taken aback. My daughter was like pretty bored yeah. of it, and. Uh, my trick, by the way, uh, fellow parents, if you go to see kids movies, look, here's here's my viewpoint. OK, generally, if you're going to go to a serious movie, you're going to go uh, uh, watch a good movie by directors that care about like what goes on the screen and what the people say and stuff. Look, be very courteous. Be quiet. Don't use your phone. If you go to a kid's movie, sit in like the back third of the theater and then go on your phone for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, just don't don't get up your own ass about not getting on the phone. Just get on your fucking phone. It's awful. And the movie's probably xenophobic and like uh, anti-Islam well, or something. Well, I mean, Anyways, Ready Player One was it. a great movie about a guy with no personality who um is then he becomes a billionaire and makes a video game about art and music and movies that happened specifically between the years 1964 and 1992 and then a big gap until 2048 it is a movie devoid it's such an ugly horrible movie and i thought that was going to get racist but it didn't it just was shit like it was the first truly just shit thing i think i've seen in a while like nothing like I think it's repulsive. I I, I got a when I was in New York when that movie premiered with uh the the weekend that movie came out and we my wife and I was with my wife and daughter and we were just trying to figure out something to do. So and we're our hotel was right next to a movie theater, so I was like let's go over there and see Ready Player 1 and I brought all the stuff up 
on the AMC app on my phone and I started to get ready to buy the tickets and they were going to be $75 because movies are more expensive in New York and we like closed it out. So it didn't end up going. Yeah. And then the whole rest of the time that movie was out in the theater, people were like, Ready Player One fucking sucks. And I happen to be an enormous fan of things that suck. Like all of my favorite things are just shitty things that suck. So I got really excited to see it. And it truly is one of the worst movies I've ever seen with zero <laughs> redeeming qualities. Yeah. To it. Like I hated it. If- I hate If I hate something that's bad. I love the the Predator was like my favorite movie. Have last you ever year. seen and Doom? Venom. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched Doom in a long time, but Doom yes, has I one have of the seen best. It, it has a, a few great bits in it. Like it has the bit where the kid does drugs from the guy who always looks like he gives drugs. Like like the uh, newsy, the, like you know, he has like the weird greasy hair, and he gives him just drugs. He's just like, here's some drugs, and it's just like some green pills. <laughs> the kid takes the drugs, then Carlo just grabs him and goes, "You look, look at your eyes. You took drugs," and he just that, that's it. Never mentioned again. And then <laughs> then at one point, the Rock just walks in and goes, "Semper Fi, motherfucker," exactly like that. Like just the worst <laughs> delivered line, followed by. Carla Banter shooting him, and the only well-delivered line in the film, The Rock just goes, what, you thought that would kill me? And Carla Banter just goes, yeah, thought so. Just completely dejected, <laughs> realizes he's this movie's nearly done. Uh, no reshoots. Is this, is this based off the game, Doom? Yes, yeah, but... It's The Rock. Oh, my God. When did it come out? I would say like 2001 or two or something. Like, er, like early 2000s. I don't know exactly oh, wow. when. I mean, for me, it's like, why watch something good? Like, why force yourself to only watch things are good when all, like, almost everything sucks that comes out? So you just make your peace with stuff sucking and just watch stuff that sucks because it's easier to do. Because everything fucking sucks that comes out, but not like in a good like like the Marvel movies are just boring. They yeah. don't suck. In a good way. I, they suck in a bad way. And that's way. what I wanted so badly from the new DC movies. Like, I I saw Man of Steel, and I was like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. I can't wait. And it just was so bad. Somehow they missed... Somehow it's like someone went into it and said, all right, nope, that they might experience joy there. But it that sucked, though. Oh, no, no, no. But it sucked in a way someone could enjoy. You sure, Zach? Zach, someone might enjoy this. Exactly. I want this to be fucking... I want it to be plodding. I want every line to hurt. I want it to just fucking suck. And then the fights are kind of good, but they're also like a second long. I will say that I liked Aquaman, but that's because Aquaman... Aquaman had Midwestern hard rock radio energy around it, and you know I like love... (laughs) That entered like every time they zoomed in on his face and they were like, played like a quick electric guitar riff. I was like, this is the best movie ever made. (laughs) I just I I think Aquaman was like finally a superhero 
that people I grew up with would think was like really fucking cool. That's that's what Aquaman is, and I just I fucking love that goddamn movie. Aquaman but I only wasn't see these fun, things though. once. Aquaman was fucking hilarious though. There was a really funny bit in it. There's two really funny bits. So you can tell that they thought something very important happened, but it didn't. And that was the two times when the bad guys said their names. And one time he goes, call me Black Mamba. I just remember in one, I'm just thinking of this one guy in one cinema. So, yeah, baby, woo, yeah. And there's another bit where he goes, call me Ocean Master. No one, just like, you know that they were like, yeah, and that's the bit where they're excited, the Ocean Master. No one, no one fucking care. And it's like, I want to, I want to be the one guy in the cinema who's like, fuck yes, yes. Just fucking knocking popcorn over. <laughs> fucking, yes. Fucking Ocean Master. And it's not remotely like meaningful. That movie like wanted to be cute, but it wasn't. Well, you know, you know what, what I love, Ed, is, is when it comes to bad movies, I I feel like all of the new ones like hit close to home. Like if you watch a movie and people are like texting each other or you watch a movie and it's all like computer generated, it it like it hits too close to home. It's like too much in our current dystopia. I'll tell you, if I'm watching bad movies where I'm like going to laugh about how the movie is bad or it's poorly executed or it's corny. Yeah, I love watching basically anything from before, like about. 1991 like basically until terminator 2 came out which terminator 2 kicks ass yeah i'm not even gonna lie that movie that movie completely whips ass but like before that like just in the absence of computer graphics and all this like everything is practical effects like they actually run cars into each other and all of the heroes like actually have to personally deliver badass lines. Oh yeah. And it's like not recolored. You can tell that it's just like lit by like some incandescent bulbs. Well, like old This style, is why you need to watch bulbs. Godzilla Final Wars then. Because that movie is that, except it was made like ten years ago. And it's just Oh yeah. And it has a great bit. Well, there's this this guy with a big what with like a big fat like turd looking massage and like a pot belly like a big white guy he's like six foot seven with a big katana and a pot belly called colonel gordon and everyone else is japanese everyone speaks japanese he speaks english and everyone else speaks japanese and he's just talking in this big porn voice just like porn actor voice and then at one point he turns to a guy and just goes don't miss the train it makes no fucking sense there's no train. It just means like, don't be late. And just the guy just like <laughs> nods, like firm and like, yes, I get this. The whole movie is like that. It's just fucking dumb. Like statements like that. Just again and again and again. And it I, fucking I, rules for that reason. I want more movies like that. You know, I think uh, my, my favorite bad movie i saw and actually brian's here brian is the one who told me about this movie and i'm like yeah i'll watch it and he's like no you have to see it and i was like okay he's like no actually get it and watch it right and i was like okay so i will so i actually i went around and i like pirated this movie and it's called cobra cobra okay this movie no 
It's got Sylvester Stallone in it. It came out in 1986. Is that right, Brian? Something like that, yeah. (laughs) And uh, it is this movie where Sylvester Stallone is like, basically, long story short, he's a badass hero. But there's a scene in it where he comes home and he's got a computer that's made up of like two TVs and like an old IBM Model M keyboard. Yes. And he like clicks around on his keyboard and like a picture of a bad guy comes up. He opens a box of pizza that's been on his desk, right? He opens it up. He gets a pair of scissors. He cuts the tip off of the piece of pizza and he throws the rest of the pizza in the box. That yeah, rules. He, likes, he only eats fucking tips, dude. Okay, only, cool guys only eat the tip of the pizza. <laughs> Fuck the crust. Well, did you, and well, so, the other um, upper part. A movie that I think might actually be good, like actually like an unironically good movie that almost is cheesy is Creed and Creed 2. Creed 2 was- oh, so, I love those movies. But there's like, they're on the edge of being cheesy. Like they're on yeah, they're 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 super sincere. I, I, I a funny it, thing though. about Creed, a funny thing about Creed that I heard. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. I think I heard I heard it on the Action Boys podcast. They said that when they were making Creed, Sylvester Stallone's character gets cancer and has to go through treatment, but Sylvester Stallone didn't want to appear weak enough to get cancer, so he requested that they have his neighbor get cancer and he's taking care of him. And that's why he can't be there, (laughs) (laughs) which is the coolest thing. I had just like, I don't don't think I could get cancer. I mean, come on, look at me. I'm tough and I'm healthy. Except like 90%. (laughs) You only get like 10% of what he says. Cause like, (laughs) he sounds like the parents from Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) It's the fucking, I, I just, I don't think, I think something's happened where, with a lot of mass entertainment, God, I sound like a twat. Oh, well. I Where everyone's obsessed with talking about what it is they watch and the internal meanings and the potential slings and arrows of what they've seen and where it could grow to and such that people don't actually watch things to enjoy them anymore. And they don't make things to be enjoyed anymore for a large part of entertainment. There's this obsession, not just with franchises, because you can take away the franchises and there's still shit like this. But it's stuff that has to be read into, stuff that has to be discussed. And, oh, I saw this and I, now I tweet about it. And for some reason, the movie title is all in caps in my tweets. I don't really know why I do it, but Patty Mo did it once and I want to be like him. So... I do this now, this is my thing, and I'll endlessly analyze it. Sorry to Bother You is the first movie I've seen that wasn't a franchise, that wasn't an attempted franchise, that somehow didn't get discussed to death on Twitter. And I like watched it, I was like, this is so good. And then I watched Mandy, and I'd watched all these people on Twitter talk about how great Mandy is and why. I watched it, I went, ah, it's just okay. And then I got fucking flayed. I got fucking ripped apart. I had people DMing me. And people being like, dude, come on. Like, it's okay. I, I found Mandy I didn't say Mandy deserved okay. it. Like, it's <laughs> like, like, I liked Mandy. I thought it was fine. But everyone I didn't was, think it was great. But everyone went like, this movie, like, redefines genre. It's like, eh. 
He was actually quite plodding the first half. The second half was great, but it was a movie that was long for so that people could talk about how long it was. And it's just it's something that absolutely I don't know what fucking started it. I know it's probably been around forever, but it feels like the overanalysis and it's another form of virtue signaling, but it's like brain signaling. It's like look how smart I am because I say the movie title in caps. And I can discuss well, it on you, the website. And I say this is someone who wrote know, like two thousand words about gamer. Well, <laughs> that that doesn't that doesn't count. That <laughs> well, well, look here's uh, uh, here's what I think. I think there's like a culture that started, and it started like on the early internet. And you know, Ed, we talk about the early internet a lot. Yeah. And I think it started with like ain't maybe the kind of culture that surrounded ain't it cool news. Yeah, I remember that. that. This idea where people, you know, they had something in common, you know, and for me, my thing is, you know, if I have something in common with people, then, you know, you you take what you have in common and and you know, you use that to get to know other people and you have like nice conversations with other people. That's personally what I like to do. And, and you're like, Hey, you know, I have this thing in common or whatever. Uh, and you know, you get involved in the community and people talk about other things they're doing and people relate to each other like people. And instead what happened was this sort of thing happened and it's not necessarily just that site but it's all over the internet where people started to pull movies apart and i think this is what like kind of inculcated the idea on twitter where we've talked about this before where it's not just that people post funny stuff and other people are like haha or lol or elmau people will then try to pull the jokes apart mm-hmm. and it seems to be rooted in this same impulse where people would just pull movies apart instead of saying, wow, I like the movie. Wow. The movie made me feel good. The movie made me feel like this is a dystopia. The movie made me feel hope for the future or, or whatever movies make you feel it. It seems like that kind of started that idea where, you know, you take this popular entertainment and this is something where you like dissect it rather than enjoy it. Yeah. Well, the joke thing, to, too, I, I think that's the comedy nerd thing. That is a, oh, a yeah. Mark Marin invented sort of like this. The Mark Marin started, and then a bunch of people listened to hundreds of episodes of a podcast about comedians talking about comedy. There's like a whole sort of market for comedians talking about comedy. There's that fucking show where uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, and Ricky Gervais uh, Comedians in cars jerked off, get, you know? Get depressed. So, so now if you write a joke, you have to prepare for the, like, tearing it apart and telling you why your joke is funny. And, and like, uh, it sucks. It, it like, does. It's, it's, it's stupid. That's why I don't do stand-up. That's why I don't do jokes anymore. Because I feel like, why would I want to write an hour of jokes only to have people just fucking tear them apart and make them not funny anymore? Like, I'll just do a different thing every time I go on stage. Fuck it. It'll be of the moment. I want things that are of the moment, not something that's been written. Because as soon as you write these jokes down, you know, you see how people just tear them to pieces, you know? and and 
within a week they're old news and they suck. And no one ever wants to discuss the stuff I want to discuss in detail in detail. Like Peloton, for example, a thing that I do all the time. I'd love it if someone was like, talk to me about that for hours. Like, I'd love to. I'd love to have that conversation. By the way, huge... uh, is a uh, pouring one out for Peloton today. They got sued by some record labels because they literally, like, just without any licensing, just, like, kept playing music. And suddenly people were like, oh, hey, uh, that isn't... You need to pay us. So they deleted, like, half their <laughs> half their classes. Anyways, um, yeah. I'd love to yeah, talk to yeah. someone at length about Peloton. No, no one wants that. People want to, however, respond to my picture of my dog and tell me she looks like a wolf. Uh, they want to take my Joker made, which I forgot I made, and then have a conversation about with another guy about how, you know, wouldn't it be funnier if this happened? And they want to have a conversation, but they want to ask me questions about, like, why I made the joke, or did I deliberately... No, the correcting a typo where I deliberately made a typo, that's a good one. It's just no one wants to have like a because I think it's because people like having these very weird conversations just about whatever they they can remember in that precise moment and don't actually have any real interests. Yeah, and some of the best stuff on Twitter were in those very early days of kind of whatever I'm a part of, like me and the circle of people that I do stuff was like riffing on one thing. You know, it it would be just telling a different joke back at like the Marine Todd is the one I always bring up. Like that was a post that Dan posted and tagged me and Felix on that. Then people just started doing their own version of that. And there was no tearing it apart. There was no like, Oh, it's funny because of this. It was just people doing joke after joke after joke. And I think that's great. And I want to riff with people on Twitter but it feels like there's hundreds of people who are like dedicated to making sure that it's riffing is not as fun because they're like, Oh, I get the joke. Now let me tell you what it is. It's old. Yeah. now. I've ruined. And it. I think it, <laughs> you know? but no, you're completely right. Like it is it, people want to be part of a conversation. So they force it. They force themselves. So they find something. I like this. I want to joke the joke. Like it's, and you, <sighs> you know, don't, don't you feel like maybe Aesop had something to say about this? I don't know. Something about like the the golden goose who was riffing. Huh? <laughs> like you oh. had to you had to get you had to riff on the golden egg. Now the golden egg. Oh, for me it's like just tell a joke. Don't don't I hate insider terminology. As yes. a person yes. who is a big fan of pro wrestling, which is an industry that has you know, the people that watch have their way of talking and the people that do it have their terminology. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fucking cool that that separation exists, that the people inside have an inside way of talking and they never do that to me. Right. A wrestler yeah. never comes yeah. on and said, this is kayfabe. This is my, and like, I want comedy to go back to being like, don't tell me what the setup was or the punchline or tell me why it's funny or how this is a play on words. Just tell me a fucking joke. 
just tell me I posted something that you think is funny. Now you post something in the same vein that you think I might think is funny. And then you post something like it piles up like that. But instead, oftentimes it's like, oh, it's funny because it's sad or something like that you're like yeah. no well thanks okay now the conversation yeah now i've cool. now you've ruined it <laughs> you tore it apart yeah you've you've ripped the joke apart great thanks good job it's buddy like walking up to a convert two people laughing at a party and just going <laughs> just never stopping laughing just you just until they just walk away from you but my favorite is uh, i i oh, would gone. I would say it's like walking up to two people that are at a party laughing and having a really interesting conversation and saying, what are y'all talking about? Like, yeah. just, <laughs> like interrupting the flow no, no, no. of whatever Hearing they're doing. the end of what they said and then going, yeah, yeah, yeah. but what if he was Goose? Or are you, are you sure that's the guy you're talking about? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine once, Ed, a uh, uh, buddy of mine, and uh, he said, you know, I hate when uh, we're talking, you know, we're talking, we're having a conversation about something on Twitter on the timeline and somebody we don't know, somebody that neither one of us knows, like starts talking to us. And, at, you know, on one hand, that's sort of the nature of the beast. Like, obviously, yes, you're talking in public. And if people follow both of us, then they want to get involved. So I understand it. But he's like, you know, it's like you're sitting, you're both sitting at a restaurant on the sidewalk. And, you know, you're you're having a meal, you're you're having some beers and you're chilling and you're just talking and somebody walks up on the sidewalk and says something. I said, no. Of course, uh, underlining the point by modifying his joke, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but I was like, no, actually, it is like you're sitting there and you're having some beers and you're having a meal with your buddy and you're like having a conversation out of nowhere. Somebody walks up and throws a bunch of dirty water on you and your food. And they're <laughs> like, hey, I'm here now. Actually, it's more like this. <laughs> you walk, The waiter comes over. You make your order and you go, uh, nah, actually, I think this sounds good. And then you both go, yeah, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. And someone grabs your waiter and goes, no, 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 they want this. And then you go, no, I do they want that. Eat. Then your meal comes and they take the plates away and put down their their meal. There we are. That makes sense. I, I, I hate to. I hate to modify now <laughs> because we've just done this, but it's like if you were sitting with your friends and you ordered spaghetti yeah. at dinner and then some guy walked up to the table and said, what the fuck do you want spaghetti for? It's just noodles and sauce. Actually, no, that's great. That is perfect. That's actually. That's I think that's good. actually a good that's way to wrap this it. wrap this up. Just that's all the internet conver- any conversation you're having now is just you think it's good, but actually it's bad. <laughs> it's just the noodles and sauce. Right. Exactly. It's just exactly. noodles and sauce. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, thank you for coming on, Brian. Well, hey. Thank you. What? 
Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, guys, if you enjoyed listening to Brian, of course, you can listen to him on Street Fight. I believe it's at Street Fight WCRS. Is that right, Brian? Yeah, I think you can even just search Street Fight Radio and Mm. we're the ones that come up there, which is wild that that happens. But, you know, I'm on tour, too. So, you know, if you're in the Northeast... Find out where I'm going to be by going to the site. <laughs> Go to the website. <laughs> Streetfightradio.com. Yeah, yeah or, or hey, don't. Hey. You just want to hear some fucking guy talking on a microphone? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's true. That's all it is. Two guys talking what in a microphone. What kind of fucking idiot would listen to some guy talking in a microphone? I got to say, though, New York, there's still some tickets. The Chapo guys are going to post it, I think, today. What so a town. I would... So it might not actually happen, but Leslie Lee, Katie Halper, Felix Will, and Virgil, and me and Brad at the same time, that's a pretty fucking cool show. That That's awesome. That's awesome that you guys are able to do that. Uh, Brian is, by the way, at Murder Brian on Twitter. He's a must-follow as far as I'm concerned. Ed is at Ed Zitrom. I am, of course, Drew Toothpaste. Listen, thanks again for listening to FDF Podcast. The only podcast that was too hot for Steve Jobs. May he rest in peace. Uh, Thanks again. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.